Welcome to the Wisdom Lifestyle Money Show. I'm your host, Scott Dillingham. The goal of the show is to show you how you can grow personally, financially, have a larger net worth, and leverage your largest asset to help you develop the person you want to be. I take you through all the steps I did from being nothing to being told that I was nobody and I was never going to accomplish anything, from getting kicked out of high school to owning a multi-million dollar real estate portfolio in my own company with more than 20 employees. You'll meet our partners, you'll meet our friends, you'll quickly discover how you can improve your life. So listen in and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Wisdom Lifestyle Money Show. I'm your host, Scott Dillingham. Today, I have the same guest with me two times, Gary Aurora from Team Gordon. How are you, Gary? Good. Thanks for having me, Scott. Awesome. No worries. So I wanted to have Gary on the show again today. Uh, if you don't know, right, I do mortgages, Gary does real estate. Um, but those topics can be boring. So we wanted to talk about real life things today, trials and tribulations, and just things that we've done to grow and get past adversary. And I think that's part of the main reason I wanted to have you on, Gary, is because you've actually went through something very terrible. Um, and you're here today to talk about it. So I think it's super cool. So Gary has went through cancer. So can you tell us about that? Like what it was like discovering it, how you felt about it, and kind of what you did to mentally get past it and get to where you are now? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's years ago. It's almost uh, six years now. I was in remission uh, throughout this time. And I just felt a little bit of pain and kept going for tests. And fortunately, I found a good doctor who was able to tell me that, you know, he thinks it's cancer before even the reports and anything came. So he kind of helped me speed up the process and I had my surgery within two weeks of visiting him and after that few chemos I I think I have four chemos yeah it took me four to five months during the chemotherapies I was a little bit tough on the body but other than that after that I think it took me six months to a year to get all my hair back and you know get in shape physically and all that it was a journey but uh, you know it builds mental toughness and things happen in life but you just gotta be able to push through it yeah so like i'm just really curious what you did mentally was there a practice that you went through because that's going to depress you right finding out you have cancer yeah. um, because you don't know right you could be thinking the worst like do i have time to live like what's yeah. going on here yeah. uh, what did you do to get past that mental difficulty yeah i mean uh so i never had any surgery before that like never even been to hospital maybe for fever, uh, fever and stuff but nothing serious so during when I was going uh, to the surgery room and, you know, I still remember that day I was like, you know, if I if this is all my life, if I'm going to live until 20 years because I was 20 years old and I was like, this is all my life. I'm extremely grateful for it. I have had good moments and, you know, it was a good time, whatever I had, just a bit emotional, but I was very grateful even at that point. But during chemo's, chemo's hard on body and then I felt like, you know, uh, sadness, depression, I wasn't able to work, I wasn't feeling very good. So that was tough, but I relied on some self-help books and I went on YouTube a lot just to see videos, people who have been struggled and that kind of helped and my mom was there to support. So I think nice. family plays a great role and it was mostly family. All of my family came together and you know, during times like this, you get to know people who actually love you. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Now, for whoever's listening here, what books did you read? Like, what helped you? So if anybody's going through something similar, yeah. 
So you. there was few to- uh, Tony Robbins book, and uh, for YouTube, I went to Goldcast the page. Okay. Yeah, so there was few people like who shared their journey, and when I saw those videos, I was like I'm like this is nothing. Like people go through a lot, right? Yeah. So yeah. it was more like a wake up call that stopped being weak, and you know, just gotta push through it. And yeah, day by day, it wasn't easy, but yeah. And now I look back, and it was not that big of a deal. No, that's that's true. A lot of times when we face things, we we always think it's bigger than it is, and then you get past it, and you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. But was there any lessons from that that you've taken with you now? Like things that you learned there, do they still help you today? Absolutely. Uh, So, you know, when I was diagnosed with cancer, uh, it wasn't just the health part for me. I was not in a good place financially. I don't have any debt whatsoever, but I was more like living paycheck to paycheck. I was young too, like spending all the money, you know, didn't really save. But during that time, uh, I realized that it's, it's important to plan for future financially, right? So that was one lesson. And the second one I would say is I started uh, giving more efforts to my health. You know, I was like eating good after that and health as well. If you are not healthy, you are not able to work and you can't do nothing, right? So okay. it was more like when I was on the bed, it was more about, you know, when can I get up and get back to work? Yeah. So if I, if I was to sum it up in my own words, of course, you're saying what got you through this was was gratitude, a support system, right? Including friends and family. Yeah. And then obviously uh, resources, books yeah. and YouTube and things like that. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. So like that's easy, right? We all have access to that and we can all tap into that. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people don't know where or how to start. And that's why I thought it'd be cool to, to have this. Yeah. Now, I want to shift gears a little bit to productivity. So we're going to jump all over the place in this episode, just about all these different topics, um, just different areas of growth. But so with productivity, one of the things that I'm really working on, and I'd like to hear your your side of what you do first. Um, and actually for you guys listening here too, we did not script any of these questions. So it's completely yeah. random. <laughs> he does not know what I'm going to ask him. Um, what do you do to manage your schedule? Like, how do you manage your time? Do you have a system that you implement so you can get everything done that you need to? Do you not have a system and it just goes, you know, by whatever the day, you know, has for you? Like, what do you do? I'm not going to lie. It's, it was when I started in real estate, it was all over the place. Even some days, you know, you plan the day, but it doesn't go well. You get clients call or, you know, you got to be somewhere. So it messes up the schedule a little bit. But what I have seen is like if I start my morning right, my day goes very well. Even if yeah. there's something, I can always maneuver. Uh, writing down a night before uh, what what I'm gonna do the next day has helped me a lot. Even thinking about it and putting in you know writing, it just helps to remember what I'm gonna do. So yeah, that's all I do for pro- uh, productivity. But you know, some days it's still you get called and you get uh, off track. Yeah. No, it's hard. Um... What I try to do, and I'm not this structured of a person, I'm really not, but I went through just different trainings and stuff, and what they say to do is to calendar in everything that you have to do, like all your tasks. But they also said to like batch your work together. Mm -hmm. So they're saying, and it doesn't work for my industry, but I'm going to share what the feedback is in case it works for your industry. But what they say is you should only check emails three to maybe four times a week, like not a lot. Um, but in your email signature, just state, you know, these are the times when I check my email, I'll respond to you, you know, within 24 hours of those times. Mm -hmm. I can't necessarily do that because 
you know, we have um, a lot of things like lenders will ask us questions, realtors ask us questions, clients ask us questions, and we have to be responsive. So what I did, my own tweak to the system, is the last 10 minutes of every hour, I actually check my email. And so I'm able to get a whole hour's worth of email done in 10 minutes. And people are like, oh my God, you respond so quick to us. And in my head, I'm laughing because I'm like, I actually feel like I don't because I'm only doing it 10 minutes per hour. Yeah. Um, but because I'm bulking things together like that, yeah. I just I just hammer through my email where before yeah. I could literally have my email open mm -hmm. and it would consume my whole day. Because as emails come in, you just re reply and action, them, right? Mm -hmm. So then this way by the bulking, I have a lot more time yeah. to do different things. So that's one of my hacks. Oh, well, that's a good idea for sure. Yeah. Do you have any other tips that you hear or should I share uh, another? Uh, you go ahead. I don't okay. really have specific, yeah. What time do you wake up? It's it's different every day. I really want to say oh, I wake up at 5 a.m. every day, go to the yeah. gym, but it's different every day. Some days I wake up at 4.30, some days 5, but normally I'm up before 6. Okay. And first thing I do is go to the gym because you know, it wakes me up and after yep. that, yeah, get to work. Nice. So see, there you go. That's a great habit to have. Yeah. I'm a bit of a difference. I still wake up early. Yeah. So I was waking up at five and then I was a little too tired because I went from waking up at seven to five. Mm -hmm. So then I went to 5.30 and I got used to 5.30. So now I'm trying to scale back down to get back down to five, like every day, even mm -hmm. on the weekends. Yeah. I try not to sleep in. Yeah. And then what I do, it's called like eat the frog. Have yeah. you heard that? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. So there's a book, if you haven't heard, it's called Eat the Frog. But what it means is you just take your biggest task that you need to do for the day and just get it done. Um, so that's what I do in the morning. I do work out, um, but I tend to do that later in the day. Um, like tonight, for an example. Tonight I won't be working out, but I've got like three hours of volleyball, which is still a workout. Because yeah. when I'm done, it like kicks your butt. Yeah, it kicks your butt. So... Um, so that's kind of what I do. And that's been insanely helpful because if you don't, I find if you don't give yourself that time to really get those action tasks that you need to get done, then what ends up happening is, you know, a week goes by or a month goes by and you're like, man, I really wanted to get that project done. And it, it would have only taken a couple hours, but now it's a month later. Right. Yeah. So I try to look at the opportunity costs of not doing something yeah. because what, what could I have made? Yep. financially yep. or even mentally like how much stronger would i have been if i did that task because some yep. tasks are not all about money right yeah um and then i look and see what i lost right so because there's a loss i don't want to have that so i do this so that's kind yep. of what i do there um so i like that you said the working out and i know this has not been a thing for you all the time it's kind of a newer thing how did you get into working out regularly because i know that's a problem so many people have they can't Get out there uh it's it's more like a habit i think first first two months were kind of hard but after that like i look forward to it every day i wake up and i want to go to the gym because nice. it gets me going for the day nice. right like my day is yeah. so much better and if by any chance if i have work to do or something if i skip in the morning i make sure i go every day i take only i think saturday or sunday one day off a week but i'm there every day and it just gets you going i also have another point where you mentioned, you know, you look at the opportunity cost, uh, yeah. cost. I saw a video one time and they were like, let's just say if your goal is to make half a million a year or 400,000, whatever the goal is, if you have a half a million and you're making 100,000, you are every year losing 400,000. 
Yeah. So lo- losing is is gonna get you more motivated than actually mm-hmm. you know thinking about oh one day I'm gonna make five hundred thousand, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a good point I saw in the video and I wanted to say it. Good. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, just another thing, since we're on productivity, um, that's probably where I have m- the most value to share for this conversation. Um, but um, there's this book that I've read recently called Who Not How. Have you heard of that? Who Not How? Yeah. No. So what they're saying is a lot of people go through life and they're saying like, how can I do this? How can I get this done? How can I do that? And, um, you know, I think to a point that I've always been like that myself, right? There's some things, you know, you might be able to save a couple bucks if you do it yourself or whatever. Um, but this book is saying, never do that. Every task that you have to do, look at it and say, who can do this for me? Mm -hmm. Instead of how to get it done. And by tapping into other people for other things, it just frees you up so much that you can just accomplish your dreams, your goals, whatever it is so much faster absolutely um so that's something you know and i've got a team right so i've kind of been doing that but there's a lot more things that i can offload onto my team that i haven't just because i thought you know i'm the manager these are the tasks that i should be doing but really no yeah no absolutely i agree with that i mean for people starting out like you know i started a couple of years ago at that point you it's hard to assign jobs because you're by yourself you have to figure out everything on yeah. your own right you're just starting out you don't want to be in loss like hiring people at that point right because you got to yeah. get to that level eventually uh but for that you just got to put in hours like 12 16 hours hard work but after that a couple of years i think it's easy to assign jobs like getting editors instead of editing your own video or yeah. you know having people to pick up your sign for realtors pick up uh, sign lock boxes stuff like yeah. that but uh, when you start you can't do that but after that it's easy to assign that so yeah. you can focus on making more money yeah. yeah even if you had somebody this is just for you but like yeah. that you just paid maybe hourly just yeah. to input when a client says this is my property type that i want yeah. you know send me all these listings yeah even to just have somebody just to input that because it's just a form you fill out, right? It's for, a big form. For Like say I call you and I'm a client and I say, Gary, I want a four bedroom house with two bathrooms mm-hmm. in this neighborhood, yeah. right? You'd program that into the system yeah. and then they would get automated listings. That's right. Even giving somebody that task to do yeah. will save you time too, right? So then it's like... No, absolutely. It would. I mean, it doesn't take long. Once you keep doing it, it takes a couple of minutes, but I, I get your idea. Like, you know, a couple if you, minutes every day, Yeah, a couple of minutes, it, it adds up eventually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a good idea, but it's nice to have that personal connection at the start. Right. But yeah. after that, if somebody reaches out to you, like you can have your assistant do the other work. Yeah. Right? And I think that's the key point because, you know, let's say you had the resources, but you just started. Yeah. You don't know how to do the job yet because you yeah. haven't done it. Yeah. So, how are you going to train them to do it? Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think you're, you're very right. Cause I'm coming from many years in the industry. Right. Yeah. So I kind of know what I'm, what I want and what I'm doing, yeah. but yeah, you're right. Just starting out, you have to know the role first. Yeah. And then once you have those resources, you know, financial resources, then, then you can hire them Absolutely. and do it. Yeah. So uh, it's super cool. And there's lots of, um, what I discovered, right? Cause the other thing that I was thinking is well, like, it's always got to be an employee. You start thinking of that, but it doesn't have to be, there's people on, Fiverr and other places like that that do these oddball yeah. jobs yeah. for uh, you know small amounts of money depending on what the task is. Yeah. So you don't need to hire a person. It can just be like I'm giving you this work. When you're done, here's your pay. Like yeah. it, 
it's really, really easy. Yeah, Fiverr is pretty cheap to hire people. I mean, there are people all over the world from Indonesia, India, Philippines, and they don't charge much. It's it's cheap. I have used that yeah. for editing videos for social media, but yeah, that's Fiverr is a good point you mentioned. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't think what you use, right? But now I think that, about it. That's right. Yeah. And even this one guy, he, you know, I think he m might make. 125 i think it said in the book and he was religious with hiring ubers to get him to and from work every day because he said what he'd do is he'd get his emails done during his drive time so then when he's at work he could work on all these other projects and not even focus on emails right because email it is part of like most yeah. people's jobs yeah. Yeah. and i thought like that's such a good idea now i wouldn't use it for emails but right if it's 20 minutes to work 20 minutes back yeah. that's 40 minutes of work each day that you could put in to reach your goals and accomplish whatever you want. Yeah. So that's it's a, that's a good point. Super cool. Super yeah. cool. So from you looking at people's lives and this is going to be a tough one because I don't even have an answer myself. Okay. So I'm going to have to think of it when you're answering. I but like the tough ones. Yeah. <laughs> what is like the common, like when you know somebody and they set out to do something and then it doesn't work out? I Why? think it's, I'm guilty of it too, some days. It's consistency. Yeah. A lot of people, including myself, we lack consistency. And it can be in anything, not in work or in, you know, let's just say going to the gym, fitness, eating healthy, yeah. or avoiding like people who drink or are on drugs, you know, avoiding that. It's yeah. consistency and discipline I think people lack. Yeah. But other than that, I don't really, I don't think there's anything else. I mean, if you're consistent... Anything is possible, right? Like either you're yeah. working out or anything. So I agree with that. I think that's a huge one. Yeah. Um, actually, I listened to just this morning um, from Darren Hardy. I don't know if you're on his newsletter. He has like a success newsletter he sends out every weekday. But today's was, he said, there's no overnight success. Yeah. He says, you hear the news talking about overnight success and people appearing like they, you know, became successful overnight. Yeah. But he said, like, usually it's like, many, many, many different um, years or projects. So for an example, he used Apple. He said, you know, people thought the iPod was so amazing and it was during yeah. its time. And now it's obviously built into phones. Yeah. But he said the iPod was there. I think it was 361st product that they designed. Wow. You know what I mean? So yeah. they went through all these different iterations before they got it right. Yeah. So if they just made one or two and said, oh, it doesn't work then you know what I mean? Like yeah. they wouldn't be there, but they didn't give up. So like you said, the consistency. Yeah. Uh, and I also think the mindset, I think yeah. mindset has to go with that, that you can yeah. believe you can do it yeah. just with that timing. So don't set the bar so high in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Give yourself time to absolutely to reach it. Yeah, I know for, that was a good example for Apple. Uh, I recently saw an article on, you, you heard of Instacart? Instacart. Yeah, yeah, like the shopping thing. Yeah, yeah. You get the grocery delivery at your house. So that guy is originally from Hamilton. Okay. And nice. he, he moved to California and started a few, uh, few startups. He did a lot of work and started, but they all failed. Then he started Instacart. I think it was 2012 or 2013. And it took, took him a while, but recently he went into public market for stocks. Yeah. And... That company is valued at few billions dollar, but he got he stepped back. He hired somebody to be the CEO of that company, and he ended up with a uh, billion dollars around that. 
Nice. And he's, I think, in his 30s. And so he still owns it? He still owns it, but yeah. he hired somebody as a CEO. See, back to the who, not how. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Because he could be doing it, yeah. but instead he said, I'm going to hire someone else to do yeah. it. Yeah. And there you go. Yeah, it's publicly traded now. And I yeah. think, like, you know, you can focus on more startups, right? If somebody's like yeah. at that position, yeah. Now, this is a random question for you again. If you had to choose, would you rather work at Instacart or would you rather drive Uber? So I, you know, I came as a student, so I did Uber and I did okay. deliveries as well. And I had Instacart before. I never really did it. But because I, you know, we, I help a lot of students and stuff who just move here. And I hear from them all the time that if somebody's like, trying to get a part-time job, Instacart is really better. Instacart is good, better than any other delivery app because they okay. think, you make more money in that. I have I've seen guys making. They tell me all the time, hundred bucks in two hours, stuff like that. Nice. Yeah. No, that's good. I, I think personally, I would rather do Uber, but I think Instacart has a really good place, especially if like, say it's just one of those days and you you don't really want to talk to people. Do you know what I mean? You just yeah. want to like do yeah. your thing. Yeah. Instacart, you could throw on headphones at the grocery store, get your stuff, and yeah. go home, right? Yeah um where or uber you know i mean it depends on the driver and the and the passenger right because sometimes there is no talking but sometimes there is so it's yeah i know companies like these like instacart uber skip the dishes doordash like especially times like this where inflation is so high people are doing these jobs and there is demand for that right so yep. these companies have played a huge role in our economy no it's awesome i love it i remember pre like all of these driving companies there's very few companies you could order food from that would deliver yeah right like pizza of course yeah. and chinese food but like beyond that it was very rare to find delivery and now yeah. you can just get everything delivered which yeah. is awesome yeah it's you can awesome. get indian food delivered too i know <laughs> where do you eat for indian where do you like uh, i like india 47 okay. uh, near tecumseh and there's a couple of restaurants in the downtown punjabi restaurant so downtown. i've had indian 40 47 yeah um, and then obviously if I'm at the mall, cause I live close to the mall, there's a uh, hurry curry. Oh yeah, that's good. Do you like hurry curry? Uh, Some people don't. That's why I'm curious. I'm not going to say, I know the owners very well of hurry curry. So yeah, I like hurry curry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad, but I like India 47 better. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. That's yeah. fair. Uh, I just really like their garlic naan bread. Oh, from there? You should try from India 47 one yeah. time. Yeah. It's better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's, yeah. that's awesome. So Okay, so back to random questions. So I, I'm actually trying to think of a random question as we go. Um, if you had to pick, completely random, a brand's marketing that you liked, who would that brand be and, and why? Like what kind of brand are you talking about here? Any brand, anything that you can think of that comes to mind. Branding. Mm. No, it got to be more specific. Like what, what sort of, there's... A lot of brands I can There is. I know. I yeah. told you. Random question. All starting this might help. I really like Nike's branding. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not into some of the, you know, children I hear them hiring and stuff like that. I'm not yeah. into that. But yeah. I really like their message. Like, just do it. Yep. I remember for me, even being in high school, hearing that, yeah. it made me think, like, no matter what it was, just do it. Like, that was yeah. always in the back of my mind. So yeah. I just I just love their marketing. Yeah. And they really integrate people into it. And I, I just think it's really good. Yeah, no, Nike is great. And they have been in the industry for forever. Uh, I can think of a couple of brands, actually. One's Prime. Okay, yes. Yeah, they grew My kids crazy. want everyone. Yeah. 
they're crazy they grew yeah. crazy just because social media right social yeah. media and good marketing it's all yeah. based on marketing i mean it tastes great yeah. and it's a competitor for gatorade i think but yeah. Uh, yeah prime is one then the other one i don't know the name uh but they sell water in the can do you did you hear about that they sell water in the can. Water I, in a can. Is it with the green label? I can't think of the label. It's like Coast or something. I can't remember what the name is, but that company is selling water in the can, and I think it's worth over $200 million. Nice. So that's that's another brand. I don't know the name, but yeah. No, that's good. So yeah. like, so anybody who's hearing this, right, if you want to grow your marketing, I agree with Gary. I would look up these brands and kind of see what they're doing yeah. because they both really integrate people. Like it's, it's more than... I don't want to say the word community because it's not a community, but they really integrate with people and they make it about the story. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They're not advertising, uh, like Prime's not advertising how refreshed you're going to be yeah. if you drink their drink when you work out. Yeah. They're making it seem like you're going to be cool if you drink it. Yeah, it's more like you a lifestyle. I mean? Like you talk yeah. about Nike. Nike started growing because of, I think, mostly Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. That's and they hire helpful. somebody and people look up to Michael Jordan. So they started yeah. buying Nike a lot more and uh the other is prime is logan paul which is social media influencer people like him some do some don't yeah but they create the hype because of that i think yeah it's more like lifestyle they show that yeah yeah no it's cool like my kids they love it and yeah. um the yellow prime apparently was was a rare prime they only made like ten thousand of it yeah and so I went to the States uh, to bring my daughter to one of the malls there because mm. she's used to like single level mall. So yeah. I wanted to bring her to a multiple level mall. Yeah. And uh, we found the yellow one. So I bought it for my son thinking, you know, I scored big time. But it was like the yellow one with like a certain label was the rare one. Uh, so this was okay. a common one. Yeah. So we were a little disappointed it wasn't the rare one. <laughs> I saw a TikTok the other day and there's this guy, he owns a convenience store in Vancouver around that area, uh, Brookswood, I think. And he's, uh, there's a, a flavor for Prime. It's a white and blue bottle. And he was selling that for $40. Yeah. Yeah. And people are buying it. Yeah. Because usually they, they it's like $5, right? Usually yeah. it's $5. But yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. We found um, the Canadian Tire gas station on Dougal. Yeah. Um, they sell Prime for 4 bucks. So it's the lowest we've ever been able to yeah. find. You go to the mall and there's a place that sells them for 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. Stupid. Yeah. But it is what it is. The kids love it. They do. They get all their collection. Like yeah. that's what they do. And they have to buy every one and they oh. save them. My yeah. daughter and son, they both have like a wall of, of Prime. It's kind yeah. of funny. Um, but okay. So we have to get close to wrapping this up. So is there any other words of wisdom in any faucet of life? that you think is important that you would want to share with who's listening? Uh, yeah, I think always be grateful. Uh, and, you know, when times are tough, you just keep pushing through and they get better. Yeah. But consistency and discipline are the two main things that, you know, we need in life. We all yeah. lack some days, but that's, like think, the core. Yeah. And I agree with you, and I will add to that, and that'll be my final point too. So... Gratitude is huge for me. And um, there's a practice I've been starting to do. Um, I would always look at it and be like, that's not me. I can't do that. I would never do that. Um, I just felt silly about it for some reason. But then I started doing it and it's amazing. And it's journaling. Mm -hmm. So there's all these different journal apps. 
The one that I use, it's called Stoic. It's actually free. I did buy, um, they have a membership which has more prompts and just different things in it mm -hmm. if you really enjoy it, but the basic is, is, is free. Mm. And anyways, you just go in to start it. And what I like about it is every day it asks you like different questions and you can even put in your own custom questions or let it generate whatever that's up to you. But it's like, I have mine. It's like about eight different questions mm. on different topics too. Mm. Um, and then you just answer them. So it, it brings some mindfulness to what you do uh, plus gratitude. And it's, uh, it's really cool. It just made me look at, I've always been positive, but it made me look at things like in a much more positive light now because you're giving it attention now instead of just passively being positive. You know what I mean? You're, you're thinking about it. Yeah. Um, so that has been a huge thing for me. Do you journal? Um, I thought about it and I thought the same thing. I, like, yeah. I, I don't see myself doing it and I never did it. I do write down a night before some days, you know, what I'm going to do the next day or just okay. write down some thoughts some days in my, I'm on my phone on notes app. But I've heard about the five minute journal. It's, yeah. It's a book, you know, it has yep. all the days. I have that one too. Yeah. Yeah. I have seen people using that on Instagram and I've had good feedback of that, but I personally yeah. don't journal now. I've seen a lot of like famous people using the five minute journal. Yeah. And so what it is, if, if you guys don't have it, so it's not an app like the stoic one is, it's like a book one that you do and it's got a morning and a night section. Yeah. And you just, in the morning, you write the things that you're grateful for, or what you want to accomplish for the day or whatever. And then at night you kind of do the same thing. Yeah. So it's a forced pattern of gratitude. Yeah. Really. I mean, some famous, uh, famous people use it. It's more like affiliate marketing. I don't know if you heard about that. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking about marketing, but yeah, that's the way, you know, yeah. we keep, we keep that uh, brand on our mind by looking at it again, looking yeah. at it again and again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thanks Gary. So obviously guys, if you're in the market for a mortgage, I'm your guy. If you need to buy real estate, reach out to Gary. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thank you. Perfect. So then we will, uh, I'll add your phone. If you're serious about real estate investing and you want to take it to the next level with the least amount of time and mistakes, then you're going to want to sign up for our real estate investor hub. Visit CanadianRealEstateNetwork.com and hit the blue button or banner that says free investor resources. Inside, you'll have access to real estate investing courses, networking opportunities, webinars featuring industry professionals, as well as dedicated chat channels to share and get access to unique properties. I look forward to seeing you there.